Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity to defend ourselves with the promises that come from the person and the work of Jesus, but also learning how to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the triune God. So we're in this fifth station of our daily practice, and in this station we pause for a moment in the morning and in the evening, and we commend. We commend ourselves into the hands of the triune God as we begin our day, but also as we uh, go to bed at night. So in the morning, what we can do is rise and then, like the psalmist, we can present all of the needs of the day before uh, the triune God. We can ask for those uh, needs to be met. We uh, commend the day, the activities of the day into the Lord's hands. And then we go about our day waiting in expectation, looking, looking for the work, the activity of uh, the triune God and the giving of all of his gifts. Again, the Father gives to us all of creation, the Son gives to us all of his work, and the Holy Spirit gives to us all of his gifts. And then in the evening, as the psalmist would say, it's good to proclaim your love in the morning, uh, but it's also good to proclaim your faithfulness at night. We look back over the day, we thank God for his provision, for his faithfulness. We commend uh, ourselves into the hands of the triune God as we go to bed, and then we rest, we rest in peace. Now we do this because we're continually in this conflict. The Holy Trinity versus the unholy Trinity, the devil, the world, uh, the corrupt world, and our own sinful flesh. And so as we begin the daily practice, we're reminded of that conflict. The sign of the cross is placed upon us. We say the name, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit reminds us of our baptism where we renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways. And so we're right in the middle of the fight, the conflict. There is this battle that is going on between the way, the will of the Holy Trinity versus the way and the will of the unholy Trinity, uh, the devil the corrupt world that we live in, and uh, our own sinful flesh. So the battlefield, the location of that conflict is always uh, in our vocation, the place where we have faith, hope, and love, the place where we love God and serve the neighbor. So this vocation is made up of our roles in life. Uh, for example, I am a father, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a son, a brother. Uh, I have a certain uh, vocation of uh, uh, an employment. Um, so we have these different roles, and those roles uh, take place in a certain place. God has orchestrated that we are in a certain neighborhood, a certain city, among a certain group of people. So those two together, our station and location, that is our then our vocation, our our calling. But that's also the place of the battlefield. This is where we have faith, hope. And love, and this is where the devil comes uh, to fight, uh, fight against that love for God and love for the neighbor. So the receptive life is this spiritual framework that helps us fight, fight against the unholy Trinity, uh, to defend ourselves with the promises of Jesus, but also teaches us um, to look for and to receive all of the gifts that can only come from the hands of the Triune God. And so we focus then on receiving, receiving the person and work of Jesus and then making making use of him. Again, the triune God is the Father, 
provides us with all gifts needed for this day, our daily bread. He is uh, the Son, the one who gives to us all of his work, the sacrificial work that sets us free from the devil and sin and death. But uh, this triune God is also uh, the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives to us all of his gifts. Now, we're also given this wonderful invitation to pray. Pray in the midst of the conflict. And this is uh, the Lord's Prayer. So Martin Luther in his little catechism uh, helps us understand each of these petitions of the Lord's Prayer. And he does it always in a clear and simple way. Note here that uh, the Lord's Prayer begins and it ends with certainty. This uh, identity that we have, that we are the children of God, our Father who art in heaven. Luther says, well, God would, would by these words tenderly invite us to believe that he is our true Father and that we are his true children. So we go right into the midst of the conflict with our identity as children of God, our Father who art in heaven. Now, in the petitions, they're broken up into thy petitions and us petitions. So the first three speak about God, let's say God and his work, his business, right, in the kingdom. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so we petition, we pray to the triune God, knowing that he will be faithful to make his name holy, which means to have it preached clearly, uh, accurately, against the lies of the devil, and that he would help us then, as children, live holy lives, honoring that name. That it's his kingdom that would come, that he would give his Holy Spirit to bring uh, his creation into the family of God, and that his will will be done. He will defend us. He will protect us. Uh, he will break and hinder every evil scheme that the devil has, that the corrupt world has, that our sinful flesh has. And so his will uh, to be done uh, in the midst of this conflict against the unholy trinity. So God is faithful to um, hallowing his name, uh, having his kingdom come, and that his will would be done. So we remind ourselves that we have this dear father who in the thy petitions will take care of name, kingdom, and his will. Now, we live in the midst of uh, that kingdom, and so we have certain needs as well. So the Lord's Prayer then speaks of the us petitions. Give us this day our daily bread. Again, Abba, Father. The Father gives to us all of his creation. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Well, this is, again, the gift of the forgiveness of sins given to us in Jesus, that his work is placed upon us. It's not our righteousness, not our good works, but rather the good works of our brother placed upon us. He's defeated sin and death and devil. And we can pray the Holy Spirit then, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, that this unholy trinity would not lead us into despair, uh, misbelief, uh, other great shame because of our sin, uh, and that he would deliver us from all things harmful. It ends then again with certainty. Amen. Which means, yes, yes, it is so. Or in other words, uh, the Lord God, the triune God, has 
promise that he would do his work. We pray for that work to be a part of our lives. He has invited us to pray. He's given us the very words to pray. And when we have that, we can say with certainty that these petition, that these prayers are heard and they are answered. So we begin with certainty, our Father who art in heaven. And we can end with certainty, amen, amen, which means yes, yes, it is so. So in this daily practice, then, we can pause in the morning, pause in the evening, look back upon the day, begin the day, uh, saying, I believe that you have kept me this night. I believe that you will uh, keep me during this day. And we can make use of the name, right? Abba, Father, all of creation, uh, God wants to give to us for the daily needs, our daily bread. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, the sinner. And we can pray, come, Holy Spirit, give to us all of your gifts. In the morning, again, we rise, we ask, we commend, we wait in expectation. We can say boldly the Lord's Prayer. In the evening, we thank, we commend, we rest in peace, again, praying the Lord's Prayer. And that little phrase uh, from Luther's morning and evening prayer, what a comfort. For into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let thy holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen.